sports fan out there. Welcome to our podcast. This is Eric Johnson, the brand. And this is Aaron Thickpin, the source. EJ, what are we talking about today? Hey, we're going to talk about something that um, seems to come up really a lot now, Aaron, is the subject is waiting for the college to call you. And I see a lot of athletes out there who think that the colleges are going to come and search them down in the summer, track them down, watch them at every event. They're going to be there. Yeah, they're going to pick me up and they're going to they're going to give me a scholarship right on the spot. And, uh, and if I don't hear from them, um, they're going to call me. They're going to they're, they're going to do something. They're going to send an email to me or they're going to call me. Um, boy, that's a misnomer. That that is not how this thing goes, Aaron. And it's crazy out there. But a lot of baseball players, I see it. A lot of different athletes and different uh, sports think that that's just how it is now. And at this point in sports, I do not believe it's like that now. What's your take on that, man, a little bit? I don't think it's like that, man. I'll tell you, I'll give my viewpoints. After you know, I hear from you, I'll give you my three cents, as I call it. Yeah, um, a couple of things just kind of popped in my head. One is, I think there's apprehension. So the, the you know, there's probably some, an intimidation factor on the part of the, the kids and, and, and the parents and how to approach a coach. And then also, I don't think everyone really fully understands the process and how athletes, you know, move on to the next level. I mean, they hear stories, but again, we even talked about it with uh, um, Noah Zirkel. Right. On our last podcast about, you know, everyone's path is different. And so what that means is maybe you have to try a variety of different things to get to where you want to go. And for some athletes, a, maybe a laid back uh, sort of, you know, strategy might work for them, especially if you've got the talent level that kind of speaks for you. Right. But, you know, again, we you know, always use the term, you know, us mere mortals, you know, us in that, that, <laughs> that, you know, everyday journeyman type of athlete, Right. You probably got to figure out ways to do more. Now, you know, I haven't said it out loud, but you probably get, you can probably get the take that I'm not a big, you know, social media promoter kind of guy, you right. know? And right. so I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that with athletes doing that because I, I just don't really think it's, it's, it shows that much. And I think maybe because I see the excesses of it, I don't, um, that maybe turns me off a little bit. Right. But um, the other thing is, and we did a podcast on this. I was trying to look it up real quick. Right. A couple of years ago, but you guys can look it up. But it's talk, it, but basically talked about how to talk to a college coach, how to talk to a college recruiter. And you guys should uh, go back and listen to that. And I think that is probably key. Um, these parents and these athletes don't know how to talk to these coaches and don't know how to approach them. So my thing is, you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have a hard sell or anything like that. But if you're gonna, if you, for instance, if you're gonna show up at it, if you're gonna take the time to go, go to a showcase, spend all that time and money, 
the coaches that are there that you want to be in front of, then, you know, you may want to find a way to be able to engage them, not do a whole campaign about your kid for 30 minutes an hour, but maybe just get your spiel together where it's just a quick introduction. You know, it's, it's just a, a few words, couple minutes, say, hey, you know, I'm the parent of such and such, or hey, coach, my name is, you know, Aaron Thigpen. I go to XYZ High School. I'm interested in your school. Uh, just wanted to introduce myself. Here's my number, you know, on my jersey. I'm number 429. I'm right. with the short stops. You know, love it if you if you could check me out. And that's wow. it. And say, <laughs> hey, goodbye. <laughs> you know, nice meeting right. you. Right. <laughs> see you around later. You know, see you around the camp. Yeah. Something like that. I don't, you know. Um, and yeah. so I think the athletes need that sort of practice and maybe even the parents. Because again, you know, to be fair, a lot of parents probably aren't necessarily haven't been athletes before. And again, our generation, if they're of our age, it was different. You know, they kind of had to find you and or you kind of just had to walk on campus and that right. sort of thing. Whereas now they're probably being, coaches and recruiters are being bombarded at all sides. They're getting thousands of emails. They're getting, I almost said faxes. <laughs> thousands of emails. <laughs> I'm sure my age. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. They're getting, they're, you know, they're getting DMs. They're getting all of these things. Uh, and I, and I think athletes think that's the way to reach them. And I, you know, I'm not quite sure. I think you could probably, you know, help them navigate that better than others. But I don't think, you know, the coach at USC or UCLA is opening up emails. I mean, just think about it. You've got a, a baseball program to run. And yes, you have people who handle your recruitment stuff for you. But you just imagine the volume of emails that that coach must get over the course of a day a course of a week, a course of a month. It, it, it's just not realistic, I think, for um, you to think that a coach is gonna answer an email. But again, our subject is waiting for the call. So you also don't wanna think you're gonna just be discovered because I think that's the myth. The myth is, hey, they're going to find me. You know, these coaches are gonna come on the campus and they're gonna find me. Well, I mean, if you look at how many high schools are there in California? What, 300 something, 400? I don't know, you know? How many of them have varsity baseball teams? Uh, how many club teams are in California? It's just not realistic to think that you're going to be discovered, you know? Right. Um, so you've got to figure out, hey, what's my strategy to, to get myself out there do it with you know some integrity and some taste and but more most importantly be effective yeah. so i don't know long answer but um good answer kind of my, my mind is going right now no aaron good answer man because i just you know as i go in my journeys my travels around the country and, and talk to college recruiters on a regular basis you know this comes up a lot man i'm just I'm all over the place. I can't see anybody. I got to go see this guy. And, you know, I, I'll tell you something really interesting, Aaron, is that, you know, when players go to these tournaments, um, they have one college recruiter 
from the A university will go out for two days, okay? And then the other one will come in after that person's there and go out for another two days. So the same guy could not be watching you and you could be easily missed. You know, I just got on my, on my um, cell phone, just probably 25, 30 minutes before we got on Aaron, um, I had a coach, college coach from a big West school contact me and say, Hey, EJ, what guys should I watch this week? You know? And, you know, I gave him a list of names. I said, we'll have a roster for you and all that stuff. But he, I go, are you going to be there Saturday and Sunday? He goes, no, I'm only going to be here for two days. So I'm going to try, hey, it's it's one shot and done. Like this guy comes and watch you one game. You get two at-bats because you got to go watch somebody else. Your two at-bats aren't good. Yeah. You know, and then that's that's his impression of you. Or you finally got a ball hit to you, and it was a, kind of a tough play, and you, missed, you, you mishandled it. And, oh, that guy's not good. You know, my, the other guy made that play. I mean, it's sometimes it's a one-shot look opportunity. That's why I think that if you're waiting for those colleges to come, this was by chance. He called me, and, and I had talked to this coach a while ago about where we we're going to be, but he reached out to me today. Today's Wednesday. The tournament starts tomorrow, you know? And so I'm saying is that, if he hasn't called me, then what about all those those athletes on our team that want to go to that school and haven't contacted that person yet? And just just thinking that I hope they're there. I hear a lot of this, Aaron. I hope what's McCullough's there. That school's there. I hope. I hope. Well, why haven't you sent your schedule out to them? Why haven't you contacted them prior? Say. I'm going to be at these three or four events. Are you going to be there? What are you thinking? Are you going to be there? And then I could go back and say, hey, you're not going to be there. Do you have a a uh, a showcase at your college campus? I could come and be seen by you more on a regular basis. Do you have a two or three day one of those events? And majority of them do. But athletes have a tendency, Aaron, to be shy about calling the coach and i think athletes have to call the coach it doesn't do anything but help them it's a great way to introduce yourself and talk get to know a little bit about the coach get to understand a little bit about the about the about the school i just i don't get that sometimes Eric. right now i mean it what are the chances that an athlete will be able to get a coach on the phone do you think if they get their number, Aaron, if they get the coach's number, which they can, it's very accessible these days, um, they can. And a lot of times they will call, and I tell athletes this, hey, call that coach, tell them you play for this team, leave that coach's number. So if they miss you, if they miss you, then they'll call your coach and say, hey, listen, have such and such, call me at this time, I am available. But athletes have to put their best foot forward and doing that, leaving a message saying, hey, listen, you know, can you can you text me back? If within the NCAA rules, of course, July 1st, your junior year, you do that. But what I'm saying is this, is that athletes don't take the chance of doing that. Right. Okay. They just don't take the chance. And that's why it comes back to our subject, you know, waiting for the college to <laughs> make the call. Right. It doesn't work that way. Look, the blue chippers, look, they're getting calls. They're people. They're finding that. But there's only one percent of the blue. What about the ninety-nine percent of the other guys that make the roster of the college team? Right. You know, you got two blue chip guys. That's it. Now, what about the thirty-three other guys? 
or uh, these days the 38 other guys you know uh, on that roster uh, well i think athletes have to reach out and, and and be conscientious about it and and don't be afraid just go ahead and say hey listen i just want to call and just say hey how you doing you know how are you doing i just want to introduce myself you know my name is such and such and i play here you know what are you guys doing these days how are you recruiting are you recruiting a player in my grade class you know or whatever but that's how athletes can find a lot of answers and and trying to understand you know what's going on but again it goes back to our subject aaron waiting for that call the call's not coming guys it's <laughs> hello out there the call doesn't come as often as you think now i will say this calls are made but they're not made every day colleges aren't calling you every day colleges aren't hitting you up every week it it could be two weeks from now i i had an athlete aaron who who i've been telling this one university about they finally got back to us five weeks later and said hey i'm sorry i've been very busy been all over the place but i'm interested you know mm -hmm. and i tried to tell that athlete keep calling that university because they're, they're, they're going to be there calling the athlete did the coach reached out to me and says do you have this information from the player do you have their contact information i'm like whoa i thought i told that player to call them five weeks ago so they already had readily available so you know that's i think a lot of times aaron and i don't mean to keep going on with this but you know athletes really have to step up to the plate they got you got to toe the rubber and start saying, hey, you know, here's my fastball. Here's my here's my best swing. I'm going for a college coach. Here I am. I just want to talk to you a little bit and get to know you a little bit and not be afraid of that moment, you know? Well, I mean, you know, there's the saying, closed mouth doesn't get fed. So, you know, <laughs> I think that that's pertinent in this, in this instance. But you also mentioned something about, you know, only 1% of blue chippers. Right. And I think that may also be the problem for some athletes mm. is they think they're that 1%. And mm. so that's why they're waiting for the call. Right. And so maybe athletes and parents aren't necessarily really quantifying their, their athletes' abilities in the grand scheme of athletes that are out there. So I'm not talking about your kid who's hitting 300 in their high school conference, you know? Uh, right. And we talk about right. it before, there's levels to all of this and, you know, what what types of teams and, and activities is he participating in? Is he in an area code? Is he in the national team conversation? Is he on, you know, right. the perfect game, uh, you know, high select, you know, that sort of thing. And and all of that kind of comes back to a thought that I had when you're talking about earlier and you gave the 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 um, the example of how you, you know, talked a coach called you or you called the coach and said, "Hey, look at these guys." And right. there's there's a, a commercial uh, you know, I talk about these commercials. <laughs> but <laughs> commercial and it's New York life. And their oh. slogan is the company you keep. <laughs> okay. And, and, and what I mean by that is what you basically were saying to me is what's your network and what's the quality of your network. And so, you know, me, I would define your network as 
What type of teammates do you have? Are they good teammates? Can they advocate for you if they're the type that are being looked at? Your coaches, what's the pedigree of your coaches and the reputation of your coaches where they're held in high regard by these college recruiters and will say, hey, you know what? So-and-so at XYZ High School, he's, you know, he's a solid guy. He's gonna give me the real skinny on his athletes. Right. You know, um, what uh, activities are you participating in? Are you going to the right showcases and camps? And, you know, are you are you going in, you know, what's the quality of that sort of thing that you're doing? And, and I don't mean, you know, the quality of your team and organization as one that's winning, because I think that's the criteria that, um, a lot of athletes and especially parents use, and I, I get it. It's the simplest one to, to look at. Hey, if a team is winning, they must be good. And so the coaches must be doing something good, but that's only one part of it. Like I said, what's the pedigree? What's the reputation of the coaches and the organization over time in producing quality athletes, collegiate athletes, athletes who, you know, are good people as well as good athletes. Right. Um, you know, I so I think all of that plays a part because then it allows you, you know, that network allows you to network, you know. Right. Uh, a, a great teammate who is, you know, a four star athlete might say, might be willing to say, hey, coach, you know what? Um, I know I know you like me. Are you guys looking for any first baseman? I got a, you know, we got a great first baseman on my team. You might want to take a look at him, you know. Uh, right. Those right. sorts of things. Uh, even those parents out there who are dialed in, you know, are are they gonna, you gonna? Are you dealing with the type of people who will say, "Hey, you know what? I know you're looking at my son for shortstop. We've already committed, but you know, there's this kid across town, or there's he has a buddy that plays shortstop at this other school. You guys right. might want to take a look at." It. So it, I think it's all about, like I said, the company you keep. And what's the quality and of that company in terms of your friends, associates, all those people who are kind of in your athletic circle. And I think, you know, a lot of parents just join organizations because one, they're winning, two, right. they're popular. They're popular, popular. different than, you know, I always say, you know, as a trainer, I can be popular, I can be good. I'd rather be good. You know, so you got to kind of peel back the layers and really look at, hey, what are these relationships that I have in our building? And what are people saying about these people? Right. Everyone doesn't win all the time. There's organizations go through ups and downs and, and that sort of thing. But you want to look at, you know, track record over time. Mm. Mm. And, and that's where I think that isn't that isn't held as in as high regard as maybe what's the what's the latest flavor. Right. You know, it's, it's like, oh, hey, you know, so and so had this kid on their team last year. So everyone hops on that team. Right. This team won this tournament last year. So everyone hops on that, you know, that team. And it's right. like, well, hold it. What about all of these other factors? And 
Are they willing to advocate for you? You know, and are they going to given the opportunity? You know, it's kind of like in, in uh, I tell a lot of my athletes as they starting to move into professional uh, sports and they, we talk about agents and representatives. I said, you know, once you, you get to a certain level, you're good enough. And it's, it's, your agent isn't about, your agent should be able to pick up the phone and make things happen when they're not happening for you. That's the measuring agent. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's, it's very easy to help an athlete who's already producing is, you know what I'm saying? Is already running on all four cylinders. Right. What can you do for your, for them when everything isn't going well? Or they didn't have a good season, you know, or they may have had some setbacks, you know, do you have the juice to pick up the phone for, to convince somebody to give them opportunity? Right. And that comes from not necessarily athletes reputation, but from that agent or that coach's reputation. Absolutely. And those are the people you need to have in your circle. The company you keep by Aaron Thigpen. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from New York Life. <laughs> Man, hey, um, boy, what a what a powerful message. What, way to end this thing, Aaron, what you said, man. I mean, I love what you said there, man. So, um, hey, for all you people out there today, thanks for listening because uh, Aaron uh, gave you the secret behind a lot of this. So glad that you guys joined us. This is Coach EJ, Eric Johnson, the brand. And Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you. <laughs>